We are rolling. We are rolling, indeed, in We're person. Rolling into the new Christmas year. time. Christmas time. I don't know. Yeah, it's unnerving to look at your face. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, we're recording, right? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I'm telling people that we're looking, we're in the same place together. I know. That's what's weird. The last time we were in the same place, it was... Um, Just adjusting the levels, don't mind me. It was, yeah. This is, this is okay. You know how it's chaos when, like, like I try to do some of the engineering work from on Zoom? Yeah. Now, now we're in Tawny's studio, music yeah. studio, though, more. Mm-hmm. Where it was recently set up for two very bright young prodigy boys to um, my friend's 20-year-old son and his friend came and recorded, I think, a whole album here in like five days. It was really impressive, including like writing two of the songs. And they recorded one of mine for me. (laughs) And like when I say recorded, I mean record like all of the parts and produced and like engineered and produced it. (laughs) <laughs> and left with like pretty completed tracks that sounded good. <laughs> like, man, I don't understand. I mean, as everyone here is well aware, I don't know. This is this is the we're in the very room where it became very clear. Andrew doesn't know jack shit about music. <gasps> That's right. If you haven't been a suboptimal pods describer subscriber, I'm a describer. Dude, yeah, we're I'm suboptimal you, pods describers. I'll tell you what it is. It's more Kevin, technically. <laughs> Uh, that's our subscription service. Uh, you can go to suboptimalpods.com and subscribe to get bonus content from us. So one of which is the limited series, Andrew mm-hmm. Sings, mm-hmm. where me and Kevin Bartelt, our producer, taught Andrew to sing. Yeah, and you guys were such amazing teachers, honestly. It was like one of those things where I was like, huh. It was a fun time. It was really fun. It was a fun time. Um, what is this show? Well, this this show is Yo, Is This Racist? And what we're doing now is speaking of old Kevin, mm-hmm. we are recording a person um, in an effort to make sure no one has to do too much work over yeah. the holidays. So we literally got a kitchen full of greens, beans, tomatoes, hams, yams, all yeah. roasted and cooking that we're trying to just knock out, knock out, knock out a uh, uh, potting. Whilst... In between, yeah, this is our this is our between chore. <laughs> in between rotating things in the oven, I will say this. I sort of have mentally checked out on Christmas, I realized. Mm, okay, Scrooge, say more. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to be on a Scrooge about it. No, I okay. just, I'm like, I, well, to, because I was like surprised that you guys have a Christmas tree because I'm apparently oh. a Scrooge. I'm a just cold ass Scrooge. <laughs> I like, here's the thing. Yep. Nate also doesn't like Christmas. Hmm. I'm not saying you don't like it. I don't. I just. It's. It's. I. I think about Christmas. I'm realizing kind of the same way I think about religion, which is just like I don't. I have no opinion. I get it. Yeah. I like the stuff. So you know all the movies that are like the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like no. The true meaning of Christmas for me is pretty little packages and ornaments and cute music and cinnamon on everything and little cookies. Yeah. Making cookies, listening to the Nutcracker. Like I just like the the cultural little yeah. nostalgia things. The stuff of it. Yeah. So I'm I'm the lady in the first act of the Christmas movie that's yeah. doing everything wrong, but that's how I right. live because I'm not a Christian. So. Yeah, I, the true meaning of Christmas to me is all, all the items. <laughs> You're supposed to, uh, yeah, it's the stuff. It's yeah. the materialism. But um, I don't like. I don't care about presents. Yeah, but it's the other. It's the materials. Oh my god, peanut just yeah, peanut just touched the trackpad. <laughs> <laughs> it's less materialism and more materials. 
<laughs> but I said to Nate, I was like, Nate does not like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. He really made an effort this year to do a lot of Christmassy things for me because I was feeling a little sad. Mm-hmm. And he he did a lot of things, you know, to like make it feel very special. And I was like, thank you for doing all that, even though you don't like Christmas. And he goes, well, I like Christmas. And I'm like, you don't like Christmas music or Christmas colors or like the lights or the flavors or the types of food that is served on Christmas. And you don't like giving or getting presents. So what about Christmas do you like? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I, I have the same boat. Someone in my family, someone who's like kind of um, like a, a significant other of someone in my family is and not white uncle michael i would just say i i obviously <laughs> white uncle michael r.i piss anyway someone else in my family because my family is not a gift family really no uh as in i will say i the if anyone ever wants to get me a gift the best gift i can ever receive is being told you don't have to get me a gift and, you know, if it's a birthday, if it's my birthday, I just, my uh-huh. gift is I want to be told, don't get me a gift when it's my birthday. Okay. At Christmas time, I just want to be told, hey, I got you a big old box of, you don't have to give no me a Christmas obligation. present. Yeah. yeah. That's I what, got you out of doing a chore later. Yeah. Is your gift. That's all I want. Okay. I realize as I'm saying this out loud, it makes me sound like a man who is <laughs> at minimum depressed. <laughs> At maximum, <laughs> like you're gonna hurt other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like shedding all my material obligations to the world. Is, but sorry, this I, is so dark. I just want to say for the record, I'm not. I feel like I'm fine. No, I think you have a jolly. You, you're the jolly curmudgeon. Where you're like, I'm, I'm great. I just don't like any of that stuff. Yeah. I, well, I, I just, I just don't want anything. Right. Oh, yeah, this is this is not the more I say it, it's just happy like, holidays, everybody. Happy holiday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whichever one it is. <laughs> um but I recently I had a um I think I may have said some of this on the last uh episode of Yo Can We Live, our premium show. You can subscribe to it suboptimal pods. Also, thank you. Well, we'll do more of a year-end thing in 45 minutes when we record that one. You mean in but, three weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, or whatever. But, you know, the, all the support on Suboptimal Pods really is like we, we've we had mm-hmm. a strike. Um, we've had a brutal year as far as like that goes. And I will say for what it's worth, as far as like Christmas cheer goes, mm-hmm. um, you know, both you, Tawny, and also you, Kevin, as you're listening, because you're you're having to edit this um but no having having this pod really like was uh so important to me specifically personally um and yeah just like the if nothing else like we've managed to mostly configure it into at at the minimum at least i'll hang out with tawny and kevin yeah for like an hour every week yeah (laughs) And that's the true meaning of Christmas. That's the true meaning of Christmas. A semi-business obligation (laughs) (laughs) about racism. Yeah, the best thing. How are how are you doing? This I'm doing great. I feel the same way as you. I feel grateful to all our subscribers, and even if you're not a subscriber, just the people listening, people who like DM us about dumb shit we talk about. Yeah, all the cooking that gets discussed. Um. Spe- yeah. Speaking of other grateful. other things that were very uplifting too, mm-hmm. we will be back at SF Sketch Fest this 
next year, mm-hmm. this upcoming year, mm-hmm. this time. The one that's happening. Uh, February 3rd, 2024. That's a Saturday at 7 p.m. I think I said this on Yo Can We Live. What venue are we at? I mean, I guess it'll tell you when you go to the SF Sketchfest website to buy the tickets. Did I say, did I say Cobbs? We did not say Cobbs, but it is Cobbs. It's Cobbs. If he said Cobbs and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Write in. Let us know. February 3rd. (laughs) right. February 3rd, Cobbs. Come check us out. Um, The show was so fun last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was truly a bright spot of my year because I was was at a very, very low point. I was having a very incredibly rough weekend, and Mm. it was so fun. Despite the fact that I didn't have shoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, your mood, people would not have known that you were having a rough weekend, especially the fact that you were in <laughs> sandals in a rainy 40 degree San Francisco winter night. My God. And no jacket. <laughs> no, no. A hoodie, um, I believe. I believe I brought one hoodie, mm-hmm. the pants I had on me, mm-hmm. three t shirts. Yeah, you looked like a fugitive. Gym clothes, enough gym clothes for every day. You were a fugitive of the law. Yeah, that had grabbed a Southwest flight. Fugitive from something, that's for fucking sure. Anyway, um, yeah, come see us again. That would be that would be wonderful. We, I think, I don't know if we're behind on promoting this, but let's let's uh let's show them that we're not. Yeah, show up to Cobbs, everybody. Please, let's see you there. Um. Also, we had very good. Uh, dim sum which actually does um i don't mm-hmm. we should figure out well uh, we and we should not figure this out on mic but we're gonna mm-hmm. whether we're gonna do a similar show to last time vis-a-vis ordering food because yeah. there's a world where um just getting a bunch of dim sum on stage <laughs> that's that's the kind of chaos that i'm here for it feels very san francisco <laughs> do you think it's uh too late to uh change our uh uh, tech setup to include a lazy Susan in the middle of the stage. I, if if it is, I'll just bring one. <laughs> you, get, you get two carry-ons on Southwest. I'll we're, bring one. We're going to get thrown out of Cobbs. All right. So if we're not at Cobbs, we still hope you're there. Yeah. Because sh- they're going to ask us to leave. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think that in the spirit, in the, in the holiday spirit of brevity. <laughs> the, the spirit of knocking as many of these fucking episodes out as possible. Before our fucking sweet potatoes burn in the oven. We're going to take a break. Yep. And we'll be back with the voicemails. Racism. <laughs> and we're okay, back. we're back. Great. Let's All right. kick it. So we're going to go try this thing and listen to them on here and then just whatever works. Hi, Tony, Andrew, and assembled friends. I have a question from my grad school experience. About 10 years ago, philosophy grad school, a very white program at a very white college in a, I think, very white city, um, in a very popular philosophy undergrad and grad school program that was also sort of famous for being one of the top programs for feminist philosophy. So you would think people would be uh, somewhat enlightened, I guess, on feminism and like intersectional, you know, human rights and justice and whatnot. But there was a guy in this grad program with me who loved to make occasionally like obviously racist jokes. Like jokes based on obvious, you know, stereotype jokes. 
but he would try to make them with this, like, mocking tone. And one time I called him out on it, like, after some house party or all of us being out at a bar or whatever. I think maybe I was giving him a ride home or something, and I was like, hey, man, like, I don't think that's okay. I love the world building here. And his defense was that he was doing this, like, ironically or sarcastically, and that I should just understand yep. what he is doing, and that actually he's poking fun at racists. Yeah, like, saying, isn't this ridiculous that someone would make such a joke? In my mind, I don't think that's okay. Um, but I guess I want to get you guys' opinion. Because to me, it just seems like it's sort of a situation of you can't shake the devil's hand and say you're only kidding, you know? Like, even if you're just playing with these things, it's going to be extremely hard to do this in, like, a just or ethical way. I want that you on know, a where pillow. where you don't what? end up looking racist yourself. So anyway, um, yeah, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, peace. What? I mean, you. It's kind of saying. Is, is that a, a real? Is that saying? a real saying? If it is, I want it. I want the Etsy pillow. I want a handmade needlepoint pillow. You, don't you get can't to shake the, the devil's, devil's head and, and say, say you're, you're only kidding. kidding. Is there a sarcastic way to shake someone's head? Okay. Is it more like you can't make a deal with the devil than walk it back? Yeah, can't. Do now we're all? punching up the yeah, saying, well, no, we don't need no to do need, that. No need for any of this. Um, this is why we strike. Uh, um, and we'll continue to strike. This man, um, I am on strike from this voicemail. Yeah. This, yeah, you got there. The ironic racism is still just, you're still just saying the racist joke. Well, I would say throw this out there, which is that it's never ironic. Like, these, it, the thing that is also, like, in addition to the racism sort of bizarre mm -hmm. it's that it's not actually ironic racism like the right. joke is not because when that happens it's never like about the type of person who would say a racist thing right which is what irony would require right it's just saying the thing and being like Meh. yeah <laughs> saying a racist thing the joke essentially is always in this in these instances it's like well you know i'm not racist right so you know i would never say this thing i'm about to isn't say isn't it funny that i said it and the answer is that comedically it is not right ironic racist it's nothing so that so when you and i do this <laughs> off mic <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because we know what we're doing yeah but also we don't really like no. do it cuz it's it's not like it, it is a boring, not a boring bit, but it's not it's not a bit in and of itself. Right, right. But there is a real difference between like the, uh, yeah, it's not like a, it's not a thing to do all the time because most people just do it so wrong that it's like, yeah, yeah. you just sound like you're telling racist jokes. Yeah, you are. it's just, it's like, like you can be ironic in saying something racist ironically is like, I, I think that's the thing, is it's like step one of a bit that you're going to do. It's not right. the bit. It's not the bit. Oh, please, everyone like, come to Tani and Andrew's bit school because bit, so bit many Academy. people... Bit Academy. Please come to Bit Academy because so many people think they're starting a bit and I just... It's well, really they, just a dumb they think sentence. they're finishing the bit when they started, <sighs> potentially starting a bit. Here's the other thing I will say just to, to um, hop on this caller a little bit more, which is... Thinking that you're 
philosophy program would be less <laughs> racist than the baseline in a all white city as described that here's what i will say is like we work in hollywood nominally the home of the quote liberal media and the thing that i think people do not understand you know hollywood's woke mm-hmm. it's not no no it is capitalism crushes all progressivism well it's also like as racist as most places that have a Mm -hmm. pr department Mm -hmm. so yeah like like the yes there are more racist places but it's not like it's not like you know this place where people are like smart or egalitarian because it's the right thing to do or that's their nature you know some of them are a little bit, but yeah, it's like not, it's still run by white men. And you might be surprised to learn that those people are not very woke. Yeah, it's still just a place full of people who want to make money and yeah. be famous. Yeah. So that's going to bring all types. <laughs> bring, and yeah. most of the types aren't. A bad. St- well, they're just not doing it for like, most people aren't in hollywood for selfless reasons yeah so it just uh, yeah yeah like to the extent that there is any sort of like like wokeness in hollywood it is because um like there does require a level of empathy that sometimes can marginally contribute to being empathetic to people who are not just like yourself Mm mm-hmm but, and the desire to make money off of stories yes. that feature people yes. unlike yourself. Again, I know I keep banging the drum of like it all comes back to capitalism, but truly, yeah. I'm not trying to be cynical. A lot of even like good-hearted, well-meaning, liberal-ish people still do some real fucked up shit. Yeah, as, and when as they don't, we have seen. <laughs> and when they don't do fucked up shit, a lot of times it's because they're like, well, I want to make money off of yeah. telling stories that yeah. about people that don't look like me. So I got to be nice to these people who don't look like me. And maybe I like them too, but it all comes from money. Yeah. Anyway, like, Merry Disney, Christmas. Disney doesn't do a Black Little Mermaid because they think we're trying to engineer a world where Black people are more accepted. No. They do it because they understand that Black culture is, you know, Black American culture drives the world. Yeah. And drives the world's culture. And they want to continue to make money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as we can see, the people that run these studios are bad white men <laughs> who are only doing it for money and doing it badly sometimes. Sorry, strikes over, strikes over. Strikes over. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, don't give this guy rides home anymore. Yeah, he but also, like right. Worst. Yeah, don't make th- these people part of your social circle because it erodes your own morality. Oh, and it... Is raining. So it now started we're, raining right now, as Andrew finished that thought. We're back to hurricane times. <gasps> it's a hurricane pod again. <laughs> Maybe, hey, people listening don't know that we didn't record this during the hurricane. That's pod. true. Um, if you're wondering what we're talking about, I think we did a, a bundle exclusive where <laughs> me and Andrew just recorded during the hurricane do, didn't and talked we do about regular? it. Regular? I don't know what's regular and what's right in. Right in, anymore. folks. Let us know. Um. All right. Let's listen let's to one do more. One more of the voicemail. Hey guys. Just, I was just, well, I'm still listening to it, but the caller that called and asked, you know, the white woman wanted to know if it was okay if she tried to order in Spanish when she went out. And I think you guys said that she shouldn't. 
But isn't that the whole purpose of learning other languages to be able to communicate with other people that you normally wouldn't? Now, I probably would have just asked her to, you know, before you order, say, hey, is it okay if I try this in Spanish? Just to see what the person would say, but to discourage someone from using the language that you spent so much time trying to learn, I think that's discouraging because it's not easy sometimes. But anyway, I love the show. All right. Okay. Yeah. Here's I'm, our present to y'all, a rare follow-up. A follow-up. I'm caller, you sound sweet, but I have to yell at you right now. Yeah. Just because some <laughs> white lady spent some time and money and like went out of her comfort zone to learn a language, yeah. that does not mean that the local likely minimum wage earning server at her local Mexican restaurant in yeah. fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma or wherever the fuck she lives is obligated to be her goddamn study buddy yeah. while she's already working a goddamn shift bringing her fucking tacos and shit. She does not have she th- no it is not like well she took all this energy to learn the yeah. language don't discourage her from practicing practice on who yes practice on someone that you pay yeah get a mentor pay that person yeah it's I think it it Ugh. is again yeah caller you do, don't work for you you sound nice but um your your sympathies and empathy lie with the wrongest part of this yes <laughs> this also dynamic you know where she can practice it. She can get her ass on a plane, go to Guatemala, spend some tourism dollars, yeah. and practice it there instead of trying to speak English in a country that doesn't speak English as their <laughs> national language. Go practice it in a place where they want you to speak Spanish to them, or at least try. Yeah. Ugh. It's really, yeah. They, like, like, practice. I, I think like lots of these um, discussions that we have, and especially when we get mad at our callers, it's that the dynamic, like, and, and it's... It's hard because we live in a culture where, like, are in the absence of a reason to do so, mm-hmm. um, your gut, like, sympathy, empathy, whatever, the hero of the story is usually a white person trying something mm-hmm. new. And it's like... I'm trying to learn. Reward me. Yeah. Help me. And the thing... I think the thing that um, the c- caller and all our callers should try to look at is... Just imagine the protagonist is the waiter who doesn't have time for this shit. <laughs> Even if the Spanish is very good, let's say. It's yeah. Also think about it this way, which we shouldn't even have to go this far, but think about it this way. If you play what if the server is the main character in this story and deserves all of our empathy? What if that server is new to this country and is working so hard on their English? And sure, it's like, yeah. fuck, I yeah, really yeah. need my English to be better because I'm trying to get into this <laughs> college program and it's just, it's it's tripping me up. I've taken all the classes. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a job waiting tables in America so that I can speak English every day and really practice. Yeah. That's what, like, I get on a tear about this when I get into, like, Ubers or Lyfts and stuff. The the common thing for people to do is complain about Uber drivers and Lyft drivers talking to you. And I'm like, do you know how many people from other countries take that job? Yes, because they need money, but mainly Mm -hmm. so that they can practice conversing with native English speakers in English. That is a main reason so many people take that job. So to be snobby about like, I cannot believe my Uber driver spoke to me. It's like, (laughs) you need to drive your goddamn self. It's also very easy to just say. Yeah, you can say I'm busy. I'm on a call, whatever. But to have a default attitude of these people should not speak to me. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, actually. They should speak to you. (laughs) They should speak to you as much as they want because they are making very little money. And you're getting carried around in a chariot. I... (laughs) 
I think I've said this on the show before, but I have the opposite problem, which is like you talk too much. I talk way too much. I can, I I can make uh, any car driver be like, okay, what what do you want to listen to the radio? We when we were in Minneapolis last summer, we got in that Uber, and that guy was borderline. And this look, this man was a native Minneapolis English speaker, so he was fine. But who knows? Maybe he's working on like social skills. Some people work on their like social anxiety <laughs> through that job and he started talking and andrew launched in so hard you made the guy regret <laughs> you made him <laughs> he started to pull back yeah, and try yeah. to give you social cues <laughs> i'm i i just try to win every conversation this is why <laughs> therapy is um useful for me it's that it prevents me it l- l- lets off some of that steam that otherwise would go into the rest of the world yeah well <laughs> Thank God for your therapist. Um, all right. So, caller, I'm sorry I yelled at you, but yeah, no. I'm not sorry Tony yelled at you, and I wish I'd yelled at you more. This server is under no obligation to help anyone yeah. practice. Also, again, like we said in that earlier episode, that assumes that that person is having trouble speaking English. Yeah. it's You just don't know them. It different protect, like, figure out. The, if the, protag- the default protagonist in your head is the white person in this instance, rethink your life. Yeah. And always, I think, try to look at it from the other side because that's the, I'll just say it, the better side. And no one, no people of color are obligated to help anyone else on their learning journey. Yeah. Pay people to help you learn. Yeah. Go to their country, spend money there. Or just straight up pay them in a normal, normal way. Yeah. Um, dope. I don't know. Do we have anything else to say for as as the uh we'll also plug uh just because all the show is is plugs and not talking and about racism. <laughs> yeah, plugs and plugs and recriminations. We are also about to do a uh well we'll have a piece of bonus content, a eggnog tasting. Oh, can I can I uh share a behind the scenes thing? Uh oh, sure. Um one year ish ago, about literally about somewhere in the one year ago window, um, when I had uh, a, a wee bout of the COVID nineteen, one thing that I recorded uh-huh. and I never sent to you guys because it was too fucked up slash I didn't um, finish because um, I was like so bored in my house by myself. Oh yes, and I had leftover eggnog. Uh huh. So um, I. Basically, I I think like I my plan was to do every night until it was gone and my COVID was gone. Uh-huh. But I think I wound up doing like two and then missing a day. And then I was like, and this is also not good. But basically kind of just a rambling COVID or a COVID-induced nog tasting by myself. Wow. <laughs> I think I have three episodes or three, not you can't call them episodes, or three tracks of this. <laughs> These are not episodes. At my at my house. (laughs) These are on my home computer. Audio diaries from a man in a Christmassy hospice. Yeah. It was not not good. (gasps) So are we gonna put those out? I'm not even positive I have them. Um Wow. So no. (laughs) I just want everyone to know that they have So we're plugging content we don't have. No, we're gonna do a, a, a new nog tasting. Oh, I'm sorry. This was a this was a side quest. For yeah, the yeah. Plug. I just I was about to plug what we're what we actually will have, and then I was like, <laughs> oh no, I literally did not even tell. I I might have maybe texted Kevin, being like, is this a thing? 
but I don't remember because again, the COVID-19 and I definitely I remember not telling Tanya because I was like, she doesn't need to know all this. I love it. <laughs> I love that you're now just podcasting as like an idle hobby just to go nowhere. Well, because I was like, what, are, what else am I going to do? I've watched yeah. all of the television. Yeah. I think I played my yearly one video game mm-hmm. and I was like, well, there's gotta be something I can do. Might as well nog it up. I'll podcast. <laughs> Nogcast. All right. Well, uh, if you are a subscriber to Suboptimal, look out for the uh, the nog tasting. I believe it's called. I believe it's called Feliz Noggy Pod. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for that painfully constructed uh, title. <laughs> it also might not be out yet, so look for it eventually. You're gonna yeah. get it soon. All right. We uh, love you. We Cobbs, gotta go. We February. Got- yeah. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Merry not everything Merry, else. Yeah, not Merry Christmas if you don't. Yeah. That's it. Bye. 323-389-7223. Ah! That's 323-389-RACE. He scared me. Goodbye. Peace. This is Suboptimal.